0: Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. Your prayer should be that there will never be a no in you, N-O in you, when God calls. But there will always be ready obedience. Yes, Lord. Let me grab this. Yes, I'm coming. I'm coming right now. Yes, Lord. Here's a direct word from God to your front door. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to them that were bidden uh, to the wedding, and they would not come again he sent forth other servants saying tell them which are bidden behold I have prepared my dinner my oxen and my fatling are killed and all things are ready come unto the marriage but they made light of it and went their ways one to his farm another to his merchandise the remnant took his servants and in Treated them spitefully and slew them. And when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent his rather than he sent forth his armies, and destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, the, the wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not what? Were not what? Were not worthy. That is correct. Verse 9. Go ye therefore into the highways. And as many as ye shall find bid to the marriage. So those, so those servants uh, went out into the highways. And gathered together all as many as they found. Both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when, came, when the king came in to see the guests. He saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment, and he saith unto him, friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are called but what? But few are chosen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to bring forth your word today. Lord, we do pray that you would speak to your people directly, that you would teach them by your spirit for you are the teacher. And Lord, I just yield myself to your hands. And Lord God, I just have faith that your people will receive today, that they will be fed, that they will be equipped and they'll get exactly what they need to have in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Well, on last time, I believe uh, that we stopped on verse number four. Yes. As we talked about uh, the. The menu for this great wedding feast, Uh, in this case here, we talked about the oxen and we talked about the fatling or the fatted calf. And we talked about what those things were used for. For more on that, of course, go back to part number one. One thing I do want to bring out in part Um, one thing I do want to bring out again, if we did not bring it before, how it says the verse number four, the Lord says, behold, behold, I have prepared my dinner, say dinner. Now the Lord said, I have prepared my dinner and everything is ready. Now, interesting enough, the Greek word here for dinner is, uh, ariston. And Ariston means actually the first food taken early in the morning before work. Here's a uh, here's a question for you. What is the first food that is taken every day before work? Breakfast, Breakfast, my God, thank you, Lord. (laughs) You had me worried. All right. Breakfast is correct. So in the King James Version, it says dinner and in our culture, Here again, difference between Western culture and Eastern culture. When we say dinner, we think about, you know, maybe five or six, seven o'clock dinner. Okay. Here in scripture, in this text, dinner actually means breakfast. So the servants have gone out at the very first part of the day early in the morning. And the king tells his servants, tell them breakfast is ready. So people were up and about and the servants were going and telling them maybe, maybe they were knocking on the doors. And just before everything was about to start, before the work day started, the king said, it's ready. Everything is ready for you to come and eat before you started working. Everything was already worked. everything was already ready. Now, here is a, another picture of grace and law. Remember, law is performance based and law came by moses but grace and truth came by jesus christ so before they began to work we could even say before they began to work for their living or work uh, to be right god had already had everything ready dinner or rather breakfast is already ready the king just says come and eat now the purpose of work is to provide for your family isn't that right so the king had already provided the things that they were working for. They were working for food for their families. King said, I got food over here. Working for shelter. King said, I got shelter over here. As a matter of fact, in the king's uh, wedding, in this wedding celebration, it was a very lighted place. Because you, as you see, as the day goes on, uh, when the gentleman did not have on the no right garment, the king told the servants bind him hand and foot and cast him into outer darkness that's nighttime now but there is light in the king's place and don't we want to live in a place under house under a covering where there is light where the light of god is Amen. everything that we're working for god said i've already provided it you just got to come and get it that's why the lord said hey this starts at the beginning at the beginning of the day he said i already got everything ready and even this is a word, especially uh, for for you men, as you rise up early in the morning, you pray for your families. Here's that word, as you seek God's provision early in the morning. The Lord sends the word out, things are already ready. And it's up to you at that time to receive that blessing for your family. The Lord already has the covering ready, already has the meal ready, already has the provision ready. And as you receive that for your family, as you receive it for your household... It begins to uh, filter out through the entire day. That's wonderful. We thank the Lord Jesus for that. All right. As we go further on in here, as we see, the Lord says here in verse number six. Or rather, we talked about the double invitation on last week, which was very important. The double invitation. How many of you remember the double invitation? Yeah. It's when the host compels the person to come. Uh, it's not respectful for you to receive the first invitation. It's not respectful at all. You've got to really when you turn it down, that's called respect. And we know that from know that from last week here. And it's the host. It's his honor or it's his privilege to really compel you to come to tell you how much he wants you to be there. The double invitation. So the servants have gone out again in verse number five. But it says here. Uh, but they made light of it. They should have come this time. They should have come. But it said they made light of it and went their ways. One to his farm and another to his merchandise. Remember, what din- what, um, what meal is this called that the king is calling them to now? Breakfast. All right. So they made light of it. Think about the, the, the servants coming to that, to their house and telling them, Hey, Jesus has already made things ready for you. He's already got it together for you. But as they open the door and the king's messengers now understand something. The king's messengers are coming on behalf of the king and this is his kingdom. So he's inviting his subjects to the wedding. Remember, everything in the kingdom is owned by the king. Everybody. Owned by the king, everything owned by the king. So the king is requesting, but he could send armed soldiers to demand you to come. Are you with me? So the king is honorably requesting your presence. Right now he's requesting the presence of of his subjects to be in attendance of the marriage of his son. His son's about to get married. We'll talk about that in a second but here again catch the picture catch the picture these gentlemen now we know one's a farmer and one is a shop owner he's going to his merchandise he's a shop owner retailer okay and they're about to leave for the day and they get that knock on the door perhaps and they say the king said everything is ready his breakfast is ready Everything is ready. The 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 fatling, the the ox, everything is ready for you just to come on and, and eat. Remember, the ox symbolized work and sacrifice. They were going to work. God said, I got another work for you to do. Are you with me? So uh the, the king was inviting them, but they made light of it. They said, Uh yeah, and then just went on to work. They looked over the message that the king was sending, looked over it, made light of it. There's nothing very important about that. And they went on to their work. One went to his farm, one went to his merchandise. Now, that's very important because even in this generation today, there are a lot of people that are making light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That are making light of the message that the great king, God, is sending out. Now, these servants are his prophets, are his preachers. Are those that have been uh, we can say in this day and time that have been filled with God's Spirit and God sends you sends you out with a message. These are servants. Uh, and the servant remembers a nice word for anybody? Slave, that's correct. There they are owned of the king, and they're being they've been sent with a message directly from the mouth of the king. They are repeating what the king has said to these people that say that they are too busy to hear it. And really, that is all we can do as ministers, as servants of the most high God is repeat what God said. That is the highest and greatest message when you can say exactly what God said. Now, this is a word that is tailor made. The king said, tell this to them. Talk about a prophetic word. God said, tell this to them. So it was as if the king himself was standing at the door inviting them. Hallelujah. So he sent his servants over to tell them these exact words and they made light of the king's words. And uh, they went to work thinking that my work, my responsibilities, my duties are more important than what the king has. What I've got going on is is has a greater weight than what he has going on. OK, understand this now. Now, here is a very tragic mistake. And I pray you understand this. Here again, the king is going to his subjects. The king is going to the ones that he's already in a a relationship with. Our king, Jesus Christ, who's the king of kings, is in relationship with us. Isn't that right? And we're all his subjects. Isn't that right? How many times has he knocked on your door and said, come and do this and do that? But we have made light of it. And refuse and went all our way. You understand? This is why I'm telling you, your prayer should be, your prayer should be that there will never be a no in you, N-O in you when God calls. But there will always be ready obedience. Yes, Lord. Let me grab this. Yes, I'm coming. I'm coming right now. Yes, Lord. Here's a direct word from God to your front door. Directly, God said, do this. God said, do that. Come, come, come. But this word was not greeted with, yes, let's go. This word was, ah, I don't have to do that. And they went on their way. I pray that there is never a knowing you when God calls. The Lord says to those, uh, especially, uh, those in the Old Testament, He said, harden, when my voice is heard, harden not your heart. Don't harden your heart against God. Are you with me? Oh, this is wonderful. Now look at verse number six and it says, And the remnant took His servants and entreated them spitefully, And slew them. Now, I love this. And you've got really got to catch a hold of this. It says the remnant, say remnant, remnant Remnant is uh, that which is left over from the rest. The rest of the things that the rest or the things that remain. Some of you that do any type of sewing know about the remnant. Right. Those remnant pieces, you catch them in the fabric store. You just need a little piece, just something left over from the rest. Right. It is almost as if the best part has been taken and this is what's left over. Right. Understand this. The first group, those that were somewhat productive, that had jobs, had places to go. They went, made light of it. But the remnant took those servants, took those messengers, and the Bible says, entreated them spitefully. Now, the word entreated simply means, uh, in the Greek, it means um, one who injures another by speaking evil of them. They insulted them. They did two things. Now, the first group, again, just said, ah, oh, I don't want to hear that, and went on their way. But the other group, the remnant, took the king's servants, took the king's messengers and talked about them like a dog now let's get more specific here the bible says they took them the word took there, t-o-o-k means to seize they seized them in other words you are now under my control i don't care what you have planned today to go tell anybody else you're not going to tell anybody else about what the king said we're going to stop that now they took them and then they began to um, just talk about them like a dog. They began to insult them. Now, that doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? And finally, they killed them. Now, all the king said was, Come to my wedding. Come to my son's wedding. Why would the remnant seize them or arrest them and uh, and insult them and then kill them why because of the message that they were giving out what was the message that they were giving out they were saying that the king's son is about to get married what does that mean that means that a change is coming because when the king's son is about to get married that means the son is a full age he's about to take a wife and that means that the authority of the kingdom is about to shift That meant that the king that was before or the thing that was reigning before or the order that was reigning before is about to change. And this remnant did not want the change. Are you understanding? How does that relate to us? Because the old order was that of law. And under law, there were certain persons that were under control that had control over the people of God. Now, you're going to see this. As we look at this, even in Bible times, there were a group of people called the Pharisees, the Sadducees, uh, the scribes. And they had authority over God's people. They took much pleasure in, uh, in making the people feel guilty, making the people feel ashamed, uh, telling the people that they weren't worth anything. They took great pleasure in putting heavy burdens on the people of God, and they wouldn't lift not one bit of it. They took great pleasure even at changing God's word, making it of no effect for their own use. As a matter of fact, they put their own traditions, their own words above that of what God said. They told people, yes, God said this. Yes, this is his word. Yes, yes, yes. But you better do this. So there was an order that God was about to change. A change was coming. Are you with me? So listen, the remnant seized the king's servants. They verbally assaulted them and they killed them. Uh, these people we can say also they were, they were just idle and really the idle mind. That's the devil's playground. Are you with me? Now I want you to consider this because this is, this is extremely powerful. Um, the Bible declares that, uh, as they did that, look at verse number seven. It says, and when the king heard thereof, he was wroth and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those who murderers and burned up whose cities? Their city, right? He went straight for them. He burned up those murderers. He burned up their cities. Why? Well, the Bible says here, uh, it says again that he was wroth. He was angry. His wrath. Here's the wrath of God. Now, uh, we're going to take this now. Are you, are you ready to go deeper with me now? Here's the wrath of God that is now coming upon the remnant now coming upon a generation that is trying to suppress the message that God is sending into the earth saying that my breakfast is ready. My my um my food is ready. I provided for you, I provided a way for you. But these people tried to suppress the truth that God was sending out because it was to their advantage. And God said, I'm angry with you, I'm full of wrath with you because you're trying to suppress the truth. And he sent forth his armies to destroy those people the Bible says to destroy them doesn't that say that to you and destroy those people and burned up their cities all right turn your name telling me it is very bad to suppress the truth, suppress the truth. are you with me Amen. the wrath of God comes now I'm going to give you a few uh few scriptures in 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 Romans the first chapter you can make note of this Romans 1 uh, verse 18 and 19 says For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be seen of God is manifest in them for God have showed it unto them. Are you with me? Now, let me read that same verse to you out of the New Living Translation. I love the way it says. It says, For God shows anger... From heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he hath made it obvious to them. They know what God said. They know what God said, but they refuse to let anyone else hear it. God said, I can't I can't stand for that. I can't stand for that. Now. What we're seeing today is what we would say really a mild form of the wrath of God. A mild form, in some cases mild form. Now understand something. Understand, especially in the New Testament, you won't see uh, the great, well as as we go further on of course, of the Antichrist and everything and all of that, you see the great, all of that happening. But here in the church age, when we look at the wrath of God, we look at really God stepping away from a person as they say, I don't want you and I don't want anybody else to hear about you. I'm through what you got. God simply steps back. Now, why is that important? Oh, why is that bad? If God steps away from you understand, he's the only thing that is keeping bad stuff from coming to you. He's the only shelter that we have. And if the shelter, if it were raining, if we were hailing outside right now, just hail falling all over the place. And if we moved outside, if we come out from under the shelter here and go outside, it's going to hit us. So there's only so much if people say, I don't want God, I want to hear about no Jesus. I don't care about no Jesus. And they try to stop people from hearing it. Then the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. These are a lot. You see a lot of these things in scripture. We can also look at Ephesians, the fifth chapter, Ephesians five. Ephesians five. So here again, we know from Romans one that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Upon sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth, who try to hold the truth of God down. Are you with me? They they know fully well what God said, but they are trying to hold it and not do it and not let others hear it as well. OK. All right. In Ephesians, fifth chapter, Ephesians five. This is the verse number five. It says, for this, you know, that no home nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath." any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Verse six, let no man deceive you with vain words for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of invite reading disobedience. The wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience. Verse seven says, be not ye therefore partakers with them. Now I love this, especially because of that verse number seven. The last word in verse number seven is what? Them. If God used the word "them," that means that there there are at least two people groups. That means there's a them and an us. God said they know the truth, and they refuse to do it. They're disobedient, and the wrath of God is revealed. Upon those that know it and just flat out refuse to do it. God said, have no part with them. If you don't want to get hit by hailstones, come in the house. Are you with me? Those people that gave Jonah a ride, everything was fine until Jonah got on their boat. Okay. Now, we will tell them what God said, but here again, the text says they already know it. This is not some person that's drunk on the street corner. This is not somebody that's in the crack house. They may not know the truth of God's word. They don't know it. But you better watch out for the folk that do know it. That do know what the word of God says. That do know what God is requiring and still refuse. You better watch out for that one. So let the Lord warn you today. There is a change coming. There is a change coming. Hallelujah. Here again, it says the wrath of God. The wrath of verse six again. It says, let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Have no partakers with these. Now, all those things mentioned in verse 5, the whoremongers, the unclean person, the covetous person, the idolater. uh, All these persons were ones who knew that this stuff was wrong, but still kept on in it anyway. You understand? Now, the Lord tells us that we have to confess our sins before him. And he is faithful and just to cleanse us and wash us from all sin and unrighteousness. Are you with me? But when we as his saints, we as his believers don't confess. When we when we stop calling it sin or bad and when we take it. And say, oh, I just love you. Oh. Oh, Mr. Sin, you're so wonderful. Oh, Mr. Sin. Oh, Miss Sin, you're so wonderful. When we start stroking on it, we got a problem. Are you with me? At first, that sin stank. It smelled awful. It smelled horrible. Didn't want to have anything to do with it whatsoever. We confess our sin before God and say, Lord, I don't want that in my life. I don't want that in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah but if it ever gets to the point when you return to your own vomit mm-hmm. Jesus. and pick it up again and lay with it are you with me? Yes. 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 Thank you. so now you know it yes. you know it Jesus. that person knows it yes. and are holding it yes. stroking it yes. loving it, feeding it yes. are you with me? God said, my wrath is revealed there. Are you with me? It's revealed right there upon the disobedience. Now, that's an act of God's love. Because understand, sin will dominate you. It will dominate you. Its desire is to make you spend more than you have. You'll spend yours and you spend somebody else's too. Its desire is to make you stay a whole lot longer than you want it to stay. It'll make you go a whole lot further than you want it to go. Dominate, control your life. And it'll be that all you see is this. And all the father can do, because you won't hear nobody else because you're doing this. Yes, 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 yes. You won't hear nobody else. Your eyes are all in here. You are all in here. Won't hear nobody. Everybody tell you, you just wave them away, wave them off. You're having a good time in this. Yes, 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 yes. And if God did not send something there, all right, all right, all right. this would dominate you. So he sends something then. Oh God, why is all this happening to me? Why is all... Oh, it's because of this. Well, I better put that back over there. And walk away from it. The Lord will give you grace. Grace at the point of your need to come out. Are you with me? So, let's go to... Let's look at one more. John, the third chapter, John three. You can turn there with me. John, the third chapter. John, the third chapter. We're talking about believing in the Lord. Why would we go to go back to that? Amen. We go back to that because there's something that we don't believe. God said, my breakfast is ready. I've made provision for you. I made provision for you. But still we go over to our whatever this is. Your farm, your merchandise, your man shabbits, your mad dog. Cocaine, no cane, low cane, whatever it is. We go right back to it. God said, I'm ready for you over here. We make light of it. Uh, Yeah. Mm, God got what over there. Okay. Mm. Lord. That's going to take faith for me to get to that. I'm going to have to believe. I haven't seen the dinner. I haven't seen the breakfast. I haven't seen the food. I haven't even smelled the food. I'm just taking your word for it that it's prepared. It's going to take faith to get that. But you say, I got the $5 or $5 bag. I know where to get that. Or $2 or whatever. I got Sally's phone number. No, whoever. That don't. That doesn't take any work there. I mean, any faith. I just go over and. Gonna have to decide. Stand in faith for it. Believe God, or go back over here. Now, if we go back over here, we know where that road leads to. (laughs) We've been there. You know where that road leads to. Pain, suffering. Uh, uh, depression oh my god shame guilt we know what that happens nobody you know what's over there you know but we break the control of that thing by confession before the lord lord i confess i got this itch lord i got this itch i feel like i want to scratch it lord i feel like i want to scratch it I feel like I want to scratch it. Help me, Jesus. Help me, help me, help me, help me. You talk to him, talk to him, talk to him, talk to him, talk to him. I feel the spirit of slap coming on, Lord. I feel the spirit of slap. I'm on slap. They're making me go crazy up in here, Lord. They're making me go crazy in here. Lord, help me, help me, help me. I don't want to go off on them. Help me, Lord. Help me, help me, help me. I know it's down the road. I've done that before. I know it's over there. But, Lord. I decide I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to go with what you said. I'm going to what you have prepared for me. Are you with me? When you believe in the Lord, when you believe in this message, when you believe in Christ, you'll find life. There's no life over there. No life over there, in no the other stuff. But when you really believe in Christ, you'll find life. Over there, there's wrath. In sin, there's wrath. You don't want to be any place where God is not. Okay. Let's look at John. Yeah, go ahead, and give him, go ahead and give him a praise. John 3, verse 35 and 36. Listen to what it says. John 3, 35, 36. I want you to see this as well. It says, the father loveth the son and hath given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the son of God hath eternal life. And he that believeth not. The son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. There's some area of life. Where God is not there. There's no covering. There's no shield. There's no protection. God is not there. Because we fail to believe. And we can keep on working and working and working. And some of you can really testify. In different areas of your life. Where you know that God. Hey he's not there in that part. You're working it all by yourself. You're doing it by yourself. And that is the hardest stuff. When we realize that we are no longer receiving the grace of God and we're trying to do it ourselves. That's a hard road. Hard. Talking about losing your mind. Because that road is too heavy. It is too hard on that road. It's wider. Wide is the way that leads to, to hell, death and destruction. God's way is narrow. Narrow. Are you with me? So let's go back now to Matthew 22 as we begin to close out today. So we saw there in Ephesians, the fifth chapter that. Because of these cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience, disobedience means, again, those who refuse to obey. They know it, but just flat out refuse to do it let's not live our lives making excuses you know one of the major ways we make excuses and really we have to realize who we're making excuses to we make excuses a lot of time because of other people Lord if they would just do this Lord if they would just do that Lord they get on my nerves and we're pointing away from ourselves it's not them Lord, if I just had more money, Lord, if I just had more opportunity, Lord, this Lord, that Lord, I can't do it because my pastor won't give me a microphone. He won't let me preach. So it's his fault, Lord, that I'm not out preaching the gospel because he won't give me a microphone so I can preach on Sunday. Did somebody break your legs Monday through Saturday? Break your mouth that you can't tell your neighbor? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So we're going to stand before God with all that nonsense and God's going to look straight through it. And we'll be speechless as to why we didn't do what he said. Lord, if I could just pay off this bill, then I would do that. Lord, if I do this, then I do that. let stop making excuses before God. Lord, if I do this, it's going to put me in a bad position. You know what that's called? Having faith in God. It's taking a risk, taking a chance, stepping out on what he said. Turn your name and tell him, stop making excuses. We've just got to obey what he said. Life does not get better because we refuse to obey. Hallelujah. Tell somebody else, we just got to obey what he said. So the remnant heard the truth and then suppressed it so that no one else could hear it. They didn't want the knowledge of change to spread throughout the kingdom. When the king's son was married, here again, government would change, their way of life would change, their system would change. This means that the royal line would continue uh, as long as the heir, the son here, would have more children. Another generation would begin. They killed, they killed those those servants because they did not want change. And how many of us leave the word of God, leave church, or even while the word of God is going forth, you're killing the word. I'm not going to do that. I know what I'm going to do when I get home. I know what I'm going to do. I don't care what the preachers say. I know what I'm going to do. Killing the word, killing the word, killing the word, killing the word. There was a man and woman once in service. Uh, and as the word of God was going forth about, uh, fornication, uh, and all that, he turned over to his, his girl because their girlfriend, because they were going to go out after church and go do some things. They had a hotel room and all that stuff. And, uh, as the man was preachers preaching about fornication is not the will of God. You know, having sex before marriage, not the will of God. Well, the man looked at the woman and said, uh, oh, baby, that's just, that's just preaching. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that, baby. We, we, we okay. You know, don't worry about that. Don't 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 worry about don't worry about that. We all right. We all right. What are you doing? Killing the mess, killing the message, killing the word. No, 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 no. You don't have to get saved today. Can't you wait till after seven o'clock tonight? I got to turn the keys back in. Can not we wait till the end? Baby, don't worry. Shh, it's all right. Shh. Stop preaching. Preach. What's wrong with you? she crying now. Baby, you don't have to get down and go to the altar. You don't have to get down. You don't. No. Don't. Don't go. (laughs) Turn to them and tell them a change is coming. A change is coming. coming. When change comes, you'll have to. Change means that you'll have to depend on something else. You're going to have to depend. God's way or your old way? You're gonna have to trust in something else. God's way or your old way? You're gonna have to make a decision. Who am I gonna trust in? Who am I gonna de- depend upon? Who am I gonna rely on? Who am I going to lean on? Especially when things get tough and when feelings start to erupt in the body. Am I gonna go back to the old way and talk about the old way and, and make old phone calls? We know where that road leads. We're gonna have to make a decision. We have to make a decision. We say, Well, Lord, I would make a decision, but you Lord, you know me. You know how I would be. And I don't want to make a commitment to you because you know I don't want to disappoint you. But so that's why I'm not gonna do anything. That's why I'm gonna stay right here. And listen, when you stay right here, you're making a decision to go back to that. Because you're gonna eat. Let me stop right here for a second. You're gonna eat. When your body begins to crave, you're going to eat something. You're going to eat something. You're going to, have to make a decision what you're going to eat. You're going to eat from God's table or from the world's table. You're going to eat something. That body will talk to you. When you're hungry, oh, that body will talk, talk, talk. Legs begin to wiggling. Hands begin to wiggling. Energy going. Everybody's talking. I want something to eat. I want something to eat. (sighs) Want something to eat. Want something to eat. Want something to eat. Don't care what it is. Want something to eat. You're going to eat from somebody's table. So it's best to make a decision now. Lord, I want to eat from your table. I'm going to do what you want me to do. Make that decision now. Are you with me? There's only hell over here. Over there and that stuff. We know where that leads. And sometime when you fall down over here, it's hard to get up. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Can I get any talking here? Shoo, yes, 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 yes. 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 that devil will ride your back. Yes, will. Yes, will. Uh-huh. We know what's over there. We need to start practicing going to the Lord's yes, breakfast. Yes, 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 yes. Let's go ahead and finish out. We're just about done. So we have to trust in someone else now lean on someone else depend on someone else to supply our needs make your decision make it up in your mind that you are not smarter than God that God's way is the best way you have to make that decision stop making excuses before the Lord because you're actually making your life even harder the Pharisees did not want Jesus to come and change things they didn't want him to change things Jesus was bringing grace. They had law. They wrapped the people up, tied the people up. Matter of fact, they had a good game going in the church. They had money changers over there. Them folk were making money. Fat preachers making money they had money tables in the temple and all this stuff going on. People were calling them rabbi. Oh, thank you. They had the chief seats or the chief places in the church They set up in big chairs. Praise the Lord. How you doing? They were popular. They had it going on. They loved their people. Called them rabbi in the marketplaces. They're in Walmart or mall preacher. Oh yeah. How you doing? Yes. They made sure they wear long robes so people can see how good they look. Yes. 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 And. For pretense, they made long prayers so that everybody could see how holy they were. They had a good racket. They had the people all sewn up and tied up. But Jesus came. He changed all that. They didn't want that message to spread. Are you with me? Now you can make a note of these. I'm going to give you three scriptures. You can make a note of it. I'm going to read it or you can turn to me. If you want to. Uh, But in John, the 11th chapter, John 11, verse 45 through 48, it says this. This gives a very good example of it. Then uh, then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. But some of them went their way to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees uh, a council. They gathered together the council, but let's talk about this Jesus. And they said, What do we do? Or rather, what do we? For this man doeth many miracles. What are we gonna do? Verse 48 says, If we let him alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away our place and nation. We don't want Jesus to keep spreading this stuff because we won't be number one anymore. They're going to take away our church. He's going to mess up our racket. And I got 11 more payments on my Mercedes out back. So Jesus got to go. Are you understanding? They loved their way more than the message that God was sending. Let me read just one more in John twelve, verse forty two. The Bible says that uh, John twelve, forty two, it says nevertheless among the chief rulers, also many believed on him. Many of the chief rulers actually believed on Jesus. They did. The chief rulers, they actually believed on Jesus. Verse, then it goes on to say, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him. At least they should be put out of the synagogue. They believe in Jesus, but you better not go down and say, Jesus, you're my Lord, or else we're going to put you out of this church. Why? Because they loved their seats. The Bible says for they love the praises of men. More than the praise of God. These are those that hold the truth. Oh, they know who Jesus is. They know what Jesus says. But uh, because I, I like this better. Thank you, Jesus. You can go ahead now. Is that what we're doing in our lives and in our heart? We know what Jesus said. We know what Jesus has done for us. But we tell him, no, I like this a little bit more. Go ahead, Jesus. It's all right. You're not needed here. I like my seat. I like the place where I am a little bit more. Hopefully we will finish with this next week, maybe. But maybe not. But one thing that you need to take out of here today, I want you to pray, especially and we're going to do it in a minute when you get home and all week. Ask God to help you that there will be no, no, no N.O. in your heart. When he responds, when he calls you, that you'll have ready obedience. That you won't look to the left. Oh, God, what if if I do this? You know, that's going to happen. Leave the consequences up to God. You just obey what he said. Obey the truth that you know. Do that. And life gets so much easier. It gets so much better. Yes, you're saved. Praise God. Yes, the blood of Jesus Christ has covered your sins. Praise God. We're not talking about whether you're going to heaven or not. I'm talking about whether you're going to be obedient to God or not. Are you with me? Let's yield ourselves to God. Let's be faithful. Let's be available to him. Let's be yielded to him. And let's tell him yes. Can we do that? Let's tell him yes. If it's to be done, guess what? It is up to you and it'll be done in your life. And God will use you greatly as you just say yes to him. Amen. We're done in Jesus. mighty name. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Amen. Well, those of you that are here tonight and those of you that are listening by wave CD, if you don't know the Lord, Jesus Christ as Lord and savior of your life. We're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer sincerely, the Lord will hear you and he will answer you. So if everybody here, would you, would you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me? And just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard that you're a loving God and that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I confess Jesus as my master my Lord, and as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.